What's up, people? Jonathan Wiseman here, and today we got another episode of The Grit. Uh, before I get into our guest today, just want to let y'all know, if you get any value from this podcast, if it helps you out, if you see somebody on here uh, that's a friend in a similar business, you just want to show them some love and support, uh, give it a share, give it a like, leave us a review, post a comment. Uh, most importantly, share it. Let other people see it. Other entrepreneurs, other aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, people that fall in line with what our discussions are. Today, I can tell you this is going to be one of the most deep discussions we get into. Uh, our guests already had me crying before we even started, and uh, <laughs> might actually happen again. Uh, so without further ado, uh, make sure y'all go ahead and leave comments and share this. Uh, but without further ado, I want to introduce Holly Wright. Holly, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, and I am so honored to be here with you. Well, thank you for coming, and yes. let's talk about that. What is it that you have decided that you want to launch and do? This has been a 10-year journey. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> a 10-year journey that I would have never chosen for myself. I mean, it, it, it's an attestant, a testament to God because... If you knew, and you did know me back then, um, for your audience. Yeah, I think it's fair to let everybody know we go back, what, 20 years? I think at so. At least, if not a little more. Aren't we showing our age a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> I, I knew Johnny when I was five. Yeah. <laughs> we we met in our uh, late teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I definitely, uh, I've known you for a very long time. We did. I uh, haven't been necessarily, you know, super, super close for the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen, you know, you back then. I've seen you now. Uh, your amazing husband, who I'm, I've become good friends with. Love him to death, Jason. What's up, Jay? Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about your 10-year journey. So back into my teens, actually, um, I was probably the most rebellious person out there. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone has outsend me. I, um, I have been in the pit, um, in a very dark, dark pit, um, put myself there. Uh, needed to be rescued. I, I like that you say you put yourself there mm. and accept responsibility for that. Mm. Uh, I definitely chose it. You know, Johnny, I was born with a rebellious nature. I mean, I literally, we laugh, my family, this is a, a family joke, but <laughs> there's a picture of me when I was brand new, newborn, and my dad's holding me, and I had peed all over his shirt. <laughs> and my dad said... Yep, that's Holly coming out and peeing all over me. <laughs> you know I mean? From the jump. From the jump, and we all laugh. And um, But it wasn't funny during those rebellious years. I mean, I just had that nature. And so if there was an authority issue, so if somebody told me in authority, do this, I did the complete opposite. Of course. And it was throughout my whole, I'd say until I was about 22 years old. And that's when I, I found the Lord. I got pregnant and um, wanted to have an abortion and wasn't going to tell anybody. I wasn't going to tell a single soul, especially in my family. I was raised in a Christian family, a family that brought me to church, shared with me the gospel, shared with me the good news. Um, but I, of course, rejected it. And so I knew in my family I could not let this get out um, if I did have an abortion. Um, so I was going to keep it to myself. And in doing that, um, some pretty miraculous things happened. This is when God stepped in my life. Um, I, I was working at an advertising agency. I was working there for 10 years, not at the time was it 10 years, 10 years total. And I walked into my graphic design artist and I'm telling you as if the Holy Spirit popped that thing out of my mouth, I literally just said, I'm gonna have an abortion. And I, I walked out of her office going, what were you thinking? I can't, Holly, you're an idiot, you know? And I was so upset that I had done that. But what had happened was she was a strong Christian. She went home that night. Don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. Don't ever do it. She went home and she prayed and she said, Lord, I don't have the words to give this woman to save this child, but you do give me the words 
to change her heart. Now, remember, I was rebellious, Johnny. So any kind of person that would try to tell me one thing, I would do the opposite. Sure. So I, the next day she comes to me, I was young, didn't have a lot of money at all. And um, she came and said, um, can I take you to lunch? And I'm like, sure, free lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> that spoke yeah. to me. So I'm like, yeah. But I had no idea. I had no idea what was in store for me. And I met the Lord that day through her. God spoke through that woman to me. And all that rebellious thing about, oh, if you tell me one, I'm going to do the other. I mean, I surrendered. And I just said, I'm going to have this baby. My, do- my baby is now 17 years old, about to go to college. She's a senior. And she is precious. And she looks just like me. And um, I have thought over the years, she knows my story. Yeah. And... I have thought over the years, you know, what would my life be like without her? Sure. What misery? Because she has been one of the greatest blessings to me. It's so awesome as, you know, you know this as your kids start to get older. She starts to impart wisdom on me. And I'm talking, Johnny, I'm not just talking like, you know, some good advice. Showing you the new dance at school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's dropping real knowledge. She's dropping real wisdom. And I mean, I'm talking about hard wisdom, like go forgive that person, mom, who wronged you. Don't let that sit inside of you. That's cancer, mom. Go. And I mean, just hard stuff. Stuff a 17-year-old person wouldn't be talking about nor even a 58-year-old person because people don't want to forgive. They want to hold on to their bitterness, and it's, it, it'll, it'll kill you. So anyways, um, so I get into, I, that's when I start my relationship with the Lord. That's when I started. And, and how old were you? I was uh, 21, 22. 22. 22. And a couple years into it, I would say maybe four years into this, I was so still new in my faith. I was learning how to hear God's voice. I was learning how to understand his love for me and to not live in guilt, to not live in shame. The Bible says there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So when a person feels guilty because they are not doing for the Lord, living for the Lord, that is an error. It is a lie because the the Lord is actually not the one who condemns. He is not the one that makes you feel guilty. So, so anyways, I, um, I was learning all of these things. I was, I was getting deep into these things. And the Lord, one day I was on my way to Kingwood. I was in advertising, going to see a, a, a client. And he, I had an encounter. Some people may think I was on drugs. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I will never forget it. It, it. I literally began, it was almost like the presence of God, the richness of the presence of God came into my car. I felt it. It was a manifestation. It was, My nose started to look, Johnny, I've done drugs in my life. I have done every kind of drug you can name or imagine, and I even mixed them together. And this one was one you couldn't buy. Oh, no. Oh, there's a verse in the Bible that says he's the high like no high. And I understand that because I've been high on drugs. It's a counterfeit. People are, we are created and crafted, Johnny, to find him and to, to experience him, the, the most high. But we get deceived or lost or lost on our journey. And so that's why people get high on drugs, uh, get plastered drinking because they're looking for that high, but they're, they've been introduced to the counterfeit. I've been introduced to both. And the good news about the high of the Lord is there's no hangover the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that's always not. And it keeps going. Oh, So it tell me going. what happened so, to you inside the car. So the car, I, my nose starts tingling. I literally, I even looked down at my seat because I've got I thought am I being am I raising up off my seat that was the feeling no I was not but that was the feeling I looked down and I was like what in the world and it was the first time I had heard the Lord audibly it it was so strong in my spirit and he said and I, I have to back up for a second about what he says um I was raised in a in a home where you know my parents were good parents. They wanted us to get degrees. They wanted us, my dad had an engineering degree. My sister got a degree from A&M in engineering. And and, um, I was um, ADD, 
I was possibly dyslexia, dyslexic. I wasn't diagnosed of that, but I'm sure everything was backwards to me. I mean, you should have seen my parents trying to help me learn how to do a spelling test. Like I would get my words and we would spend hours upon hours upon hours. And I would, and my dad would be like, write it over, write it again. And God bless him. I mean, I'm sure he got frustrated after a period of time because it was like, I just couldn't get it. And so academics was never my thing. It was never for me, but I I'm raised in a family where academic is highly looked upon. Um, they're all educated. And so you know, I always felt like I had to be a lawyer. I had to be, um, you know, you know, an engineer, a doctor, something of, of high importance. You had to meet the expectations of your siblings and other sure, people. Sure, of course. You know, just my family and everything around me. Um, I wanted to be like them, um, but I, I knew that wasn't going to happen. It wasn't in your cards. And so the Lord, what I love about him, what I love about him, he knows us so well and he knows the details of our life. He spoke straight into that insecurity. When he chose to spoke, it's the first time I'm hearing him like this in my life to this degree. And the first thing he says to me is he said, I think the manifestation thing, some people may go, mm, that's kind of kooky, but no. I think he was just trying to get my attention. And plus his, his, his presence was so thick in that car I literally do not know how I drove. It had to have been the Holy Spirit because I do not know how I got point A to point B. He must have drove for me. But he said to me, he said, Holly, no engineering degree, no lawyer degree, no doctor degree is needed for what I have handpicked you to do. You are going to represent me. You are going to heal the brokenhearted. You are going to go to the nations. You are going to speak for me, your father. I broke down because for the first time, all of those insecurities coupled from ADD, being diagnosed, dyslexic, you know, I wasn't in an inclusive classroom, but I should have been. I sure. should have been. I cheated my whole way through. I mean, I looked at everybody's papers. Let's, let, let's take a little step back. Yeah. When he came to you in your car and said those things to you, at that very moment, how did that make you feel? Every insecurity that had plagued me and tortured me was gone in one instant and never returned. Never returned. I was, talk about empowering. Sure. I. How long did you let that soak in? Weeks. I'm still soaking it in, honestly, but... It took me weeks to process. I started diving into the scriptures. I wanted to hear more. People look at the Bible like, oh, well, you know, this is a book of religions and laws. And well, and, this and prior that. to that, you weren't very religious. No. I mean, you were kind of starting to d- develop your relationship or That's further correct. the relationship that you already had. That is correct. So it's not like you've been, you know, going to church religiously and Mm-mm. praying all day, every day and a Bible beater for all these years. Oh. And then all of a sudden, boom, okay, this is kind of expected. Yeah. I'm having an outer body experience. This is something that hits you over the head with a, like a baseball bat out of nowhere and for great cause and to kind of put you in check, mm. let you know something new. He started pursuing me and hard. I've been pursued by men before, but it's nothing <laughs> like this. It's sure. nothing like this. And, and, um, and I let him pursue me finally. It was finally a time where I said, I surrender and I trust you. You know, that book, that Bible, people call it a Bible. I call it a love letter. It's our love letter from him. That's really cool. He, we get to know who he is. Like we get to know more of who he is and how how he loves us and what he did for us. And I mean, it's just, it is, it is a privilege. It's not a duty. It's not like, Oh, I gotta go. There are so many people who, Oh, I gotta go spend time with the Lord and check my box and read my scriptures. And it's like, I go in there because I can't wait to learn more about him. Just like you you think about your first love or your second love or your third or your wife or whoever. Think about when you get into relationship with them. Do you have butterflies? Of course. Do you think about them all the time? Of course. Do you wake up and want to call them? First thing you want to do is talk to them. If they're not laying next to you. Exactly. Right? So that, 
that is what a real relationship with the Lord is like. And, and you said something, and, and a lot of people use this term. And I want to say this, and I don't want to correct you on your own show, but I do want to say this. A lot of people will say, oh, you're very religious. And that actually makes my skin crawl. Because religion is do, work, work. You know, you know it, 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 it's almost like a say uncle. Um, stop doing this, stop doing that, do this. Relationship is like what we just explained. It's like I have butterflies in my stomach over him. He's revealed himself to me in ways that will bl- would blow your mind. I mean, I could take two hours and I won't do that, but I, I, I have experiences with him that will blow your mind that would, you would say, that's, that, that you would even think, there's no way that's coincidence. Some people say, oh, that's coincidence. I mean, it over it oversteps even it being a coincidence. Yeah. Well, and I love the way that you're able to communicate it. And as we were talking earlier, you know, religion, religious, it's, as you know, I grew up without God in my life, mm-hmm. as we were talking about earlier. So feel free to correct me anytime during this interview. I'm or bring probably it. one of the only people in church that would correct that. It, you're, you're speaking correctly. I'm just letting you know me and what I've learned. I think people are kind of turned off by the whole Christian, uh, turned off by the whole religious thing. At they times are. And this you is, don't know. Yeah. And this isn't going to be for everybody. And right. I used to be one of those people right. that wasn't even open to listening it. And, oh, it's some Bible beater's going to talk your ear off. And if people, what I learned with my own experience is until you're ready to receive then it can't be forced on you. And that's with anything in life. But I think more so with religion or God or spiritual or whatever you want to call it, it's, you know, if you're not ready to receive, it's not going to happen the way it's meant to happen. Agreed. Like like before, you know, that that time with me, I mean, I wasn't ready to receive. And well, then the second I was, everything changed. And so and when you did receive in the vehicle that day, mm-hmm. you know, because you weren't so... Um, knowledgeable or involved or vested into where you are today. Um, you know, what was that next step? What did you do? Uh, you were saying you went to go read, you wanted to start soaking up knowledge and start learning. What was it from your perspective and your shoes that you immediately thought like, okay, I need to go do this now that this has happened. How did that go over the next months, years Mm. to help bring you to what we're going to be getting to today. So what's cool about the Lord and what I learned then, and I'm still operating in now, is that it's a partnership. And when you surrender to the partnership and really have a faith that supersedes natural knowledge, and you believe that God will start opening doors for you and that God will, when he's speaking to you, that that's really the Lord speaking to you. And it's, 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 um, it's not going against scripture. Whatever I hear from the Lord, it would never go against scripture. Now at that time, I didn't know scripture well enough to be able to back it up. But now what he ever, everything he's ever told me, it's always been backed up by scripture. I would say, um, when I got into the partnership, he would start to tell me. So it's like a boss. You've been a boss. You are a boss now. Won't you tell and, and give you know downloads to your employees of what they are to do next or whatever? That is kind of how it is with me in relationships. So he first told me, Holly, I want you to get to know the Bible. I want you to know. I want you to get to know me. And so that's what I did. And around that same time, I said, Okay, Lord. So now I'm in partnership. So two weeks later, my aunt comes up to me randomly. Now, again, this is where my faith supersedes natural knowledge, and I believe that this was the Lord. My aunt comes in and says, hey, Holly, I don't know if you would want to do this, but I happen to be um, going to this Bible study called BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, but it's an intense Bible study. And I mean, you really are like, it's not like a feel good Bible study. This is like where you're really getting into the scriptures and it, and, and it may not be something that you want to do, but I just felt like I should invite you. There's the opportunity. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm needing. The Lord told me to get into the word and this is exactly how I'm going to learn the word. So I started going to BSF 
And then just doors started opening and it was always him. Doors like that, like, like where people would come to me and say, Hey, I want to be able to, I want to mentor you. I feel like God is asking, telling me to mentor you. And and I would get mentors or, or things just started happening when I said yes, but I had to say yes first. And once you did that, he started putting you in the right place. That's correct. And putting you in front of other people that were speaking for him. Yes. And I learned a great deal. I spent years and years and he was patient with me. That's the other thing that's good about my boss is that he's very patient, very patient. So he's not, it's not like maybe in the natural sense where, you know, they may kind of push you, push you, push you. There are times that he pushes me, but he was giving me plenty enough time to really cultivate relationship and understanding of who he is. And he gave me years upon years and great mentors and people who spoke into my life. And I'm so grateful for and still in communication with today and then and then it began to grow he he told me that you would be that I would be speaking internationally um he told me that very early on around that same time that he gave me that word in the car well and before we jump into that I want to because I believe that this happens in a lot of families and and I see it where some are religious, others aren't. You know, when I got with my wife, her family's very Christian. Obviously, I'm Jewish, and even, you know, beneath that, I didn't even really follow religion uh, when I was younger. So how is it in your family? Does your family, does your husband, do your kids, do they share the same values and feel the same way that you do? And did they, prior to this revelation, uh, is that the proper word to use? That's good. Um, or was it something that, y- you know, y'all as a family kind of from this experience started where at whatever level you were at and grew together yeah. to build that love and relationship? You know, how was it for, I hear how it is for you. How, how was it for Jason? How was it for Jay? Mm-hmm. How was it for your children? You know, how was it for the friends around you? Because that, you know, can I can easily see that rubbing somebody the wrong way and be like, okay, this chick went a little, you know, on the other side of the fence. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and back off. So, tell me some of those stories. I lost many relationships and friendships. Um, I was talked about um, behind my back. Um, people. Uh, you know, oh, she's a Bible beater, you know, oh, we knew her when she was, you know. And so how'd you take that? Because uh, again, I know you from back then and I can easily see, you know, the first thing that people think about is, oh, they went from here to here. Something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, you know, some of your close friends, how does it feel when you finally realize you've done wrong or you weren't, you know, doing exactly what you wanted to do. And then you finally find yourself and you start doing that and you're proud of yourself and you, you're, you're proud and you want your best friends or your acquaintances or your siblings to support you in that. And then all of a sudden, some of them basically turn their back on you just so they can talk shit about you. Right. Um, it's interesting because there were, I've always had an approach with this kind of situation where people, friendships, old friendships that were not further along in their walk with the Lord or wanted nothing to do with the Lord. um, I never took the approach to try to force what I was doing or what I was believing down their throats. I always, and to this day, and I'm like this with people in my life, no matter where you are in my life, even from a distance, even from Facebook, I've never preached at people. I've always just been a reflection of what the Lord is in my life. And you can see it and you can look at it and say, I want what she has. And many have done that. And it has been beautiful because they will come alongside. Yeah, instead of preaching it and trying to shove it down people's throats. That never works. You lead by example and let them come to you. That's right. That's and amazing. It, and then some don't want, but that's that's to be expected. I mean, even the Bible says that. I mean, I and 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 I can pray for them because look, it's kind of like when you do you like cake? Do you like to eat cake? Do you like what's your favorite sweet? Do I, do I have to say that on here? <laughs> 
<laughs> or do I have to say that? I like butterfingers. <laughs> you like butterfingers? Okay, all right. So you have butterfingers in your hand, Johnny, and you love it, right? So good. When you have something so good, don't you? What's the first natural thing when you bite into something and you love it? Oh my gosh, here, you've got to try it right? It's just natural. I mean, it's such a natural thing. Well, that is what happens in Christianity. People get a taste of the best cake, the best Butterfinger, the best whatever. And they go, oh my gosh, this is so good. And this is so good for my life here, taste. And people get they, they look down on that and think, oh, you're just trying to shove your religion down my throat or whatever. But it's really just, that's my view is that it's like, oh my gosh, you've got to try this. But I've learned not everybody is in the same journey, right? Like you have, there's that time that we talked about, that time where it's like, I'm ready to receive. And then there's other times when people are not ready to receive, but I'm always looking for the person who's ready to receive. And I'm constantly praying for them. Lord, if there's anybody who needs a word of encouragement, anything today, put them in my path. And it happens almost every day, every single day, because the Lord has always got somebody to pour into, but I don't know where they are and I don't know. And it'll be crazy because I'll just bump into somebody at a Target and I'll... I've seen some of those. I've I've seen some of your posts. I've heard some of your stories and it's absolutely amazing. Where it just, the Lord... And I, and I, I take no credit. It is the Lord. He does these things, but I'm in partnership with him, right? I'm in partnership and he provides and I go in faith. So let's talk, speaking of partnership, Okay. let's talk about Jay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So where was it with Jason when you decided, and I, I, let's, let me back up. Maybe it wasn't a decision, but when it happened that you started, you know, really pursuing this. And taking your future and your life into a different direction. Was Jason on board with you at that time? Was he there already in front of you? Or was he far behind and you had to pull him up? How, how did that look? So I had my encounter at 22 when I had Lexi. Lexi was four months old when Jason came into our life. And so I was, I was not, I was just in the very, very beginning of my relationship with the Lord. But I was in. Like I was in. So I knew growing up in a Christian home, there's a Bible verse that says that you are to not, a Christian should not be unequally yoked with their partner. And what that means is, is a Christian should not marry a non, an unbeliever. It's, it causes too much, dis, it's, there's no unity. My wife was told the same thing. Okay. So you, un, you know that it. verse, you know that verse. Well, I had been taught that verse my whole life, even though just from my, my Christian background. And when I became a Christian and I was following that, that path, Jason, I'm like probably, I don't know, at this point I'm a year in, Jason comes into my life and I, I just was like, hey, wh- what do you believe? I'm a Christian. What do you believe? And he goes, <laughs> he goes we laugh now about this. He goes, well, I don't know. I, I think I believe in the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction with what you just did I'm like oh yeah no I can't be with this guy (laughs) so we (laughs) oh he's so lucky he's not here right now (laughs) Johnny yeah it's so fun to tell the story because you know him I know it sounds like him (laughs) it's so fun but he um as he sips his beer as he sips Yes. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm just like, so brain. I mean, I mean, I am a toddler in the Lord. I mean, I'm like still on, you know, milk in the bottle. Yeah. I mean, I am a baby with diapers. Infant okay? stages. I oh. got you. So I'm like, well, I can't be with a guy who isn't a Christian. And so Jason was like, well, I just want to be with Holly. So I'm going to become a Christian. Right. So he starts following me to church and going to church and we're he he decides okay well, i'm going to become a christian so we're both little baby infants sucking on the ninny bottle you know and it was disastrous i mean it was disastrous our marriage in fact that is where my ministry was birthed out of for the brokenhearted ministries it is birthed out of um 
the reconciliation that God walked Jason and I through because we are a pure miracle of God that we even survived the first two years. And if I had not been hooked with the Lord and partnered with the Lord, there is no way I would have stayed in that marriage. No way. But that beginning, Jason was still in, still in self-destructive mode. I always say baggage attracts baggage. So I can easily point some fingers at Jason, but let me tell you something. It was my own baggage that I had not been set free of and redeemed of at this point. It was my own baggage that I was attracted to his baggage. And gotcha. between the both of us, we had, I mean, you could have filled a Boeing 747 with all of our luggage and baggage. I mean, and what we did is just, and then the dump trucks came and dumped it all on our lawn for us to sift through when we first got married. And it, and if it was not for the Lord, and if it was not for God and his principles in his book, his love letter, saying, Holly, forgive him. But you don't understand, Lord, I can't keep putting up with it. <laughs> forgive him. Yeah. Well, and is that what led to brokenhearted ministries? Or the brokenhearted ministries. Um, it is It is partially what led to it. I, I shouldn't say it's the whole thing. I, oh, I, sure. I knew that... Um, well, you bring it up, so why don't you tell everybody what is for the brokenhearted ministries? I started a ministry because the Lord told me to. I never marketed myself because the Lord markets me. I never, every single thing that came to me, uh, the Lord told me when I started it, I would be healing the broken hearts. And there are broken hearts everywhere. And it sure. doesn't have to be a person that's going through a divorce right now. It could be just a person who's broken. Yeah. Who's dealing with anxiety. It who, doesn't have to be a relationship at all. It does. It absolutely doesn't. It, it you know, I, I talk to so many people. I counsel so many people. That's what I do in my ministry. I'm, I'm a counselor. Um, and they, you know, how many people struggle with depression and wanting to slit their wrist and, and kill themselves? I mean, you would be shocked. And I mean, we're talking business people who are in their full garb, dressed up beautifully, gift of gab, can just talk to whoever. And yet, they're struggling with these thoughts in their mind. And so the Lord has empowered me to go in and not chase the dollar because it's never been about money. Trust me, I get paid very little through my speaking engagements, all of the things that I do um, in my counseling. Um, but I'm chasing the brokenhearted. And so I just, through the Lord, I speak life over them, words of knowledge. Um, it's really cool when God will give me a word of knowledge and somebody's over there there when, when I first, I have a prayer room in my house. Not a lot of people have a prayer room. A lot of people like what they'll do is you, I'm sure you have a dining room, right? Yes. Yes. How many times do you use that dining room a year? Twice? Maybe. Christmas and Thanksgiving. Maybe. <laughs> and that dining room is for your guest, right? We have nurseries for our baby when the baby is due but nobody has a room for the king of all kings to go visit and so I created a prayer room and that's where I meet with him and we chat and we talk and we come up with strategies and things like that and um, I'll have women come into that that prayer room and they will it's really cool when God will give me a word of knowledge because oftentimes in the beginning when we first meet it's hard to kind of just lay your heart out there so I typically will go first and try to break the walls down by sharing some difficult things about me you know and then their walls will come down but they'll they'll go on and on and on and talk and talk and the Lord will say this is what she's struggling with and I'll say are you struggling with this and it's so precise and so specific they'll be like Yes, and they'll start crying, and and then that's when I can just kind of cut to the chase and go straight for the heart, and then the Lord will tell me how to minister to them, and it's just, it's a really cool flow, sure. kind of like what we're doing right now. Well, and I want to go back to something you were saying earlier, because I think you were going in a direction, and then you kind of veered off, and... It's typical for me, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, I want you, because I want to touch on a few things, but one of them is, you know, you were saying it at first, you thought how you were so different from other people that come on the show. Mm. for a couple different reasons and the further you got into it and the further you dot 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 you never really finished that mm. thought so um from being flipped upside down in all different directions Inside and you see that out. people are you know that are coming in here are for business yes and they're they have certain 
goals and they're not necessarily coming in here because this is going to provide them something but just in life and business in general everybody wants to do better so were you finding from you know originally you had one thought about how you differed from the other guest on the show and then what was that conclusion take me to that conclusion from your original thought well not just your guest on the show but i i often look at even other ministers and ministries i mean there are very successful ministries that are worldwide um i mean that have a huge platform and what's different about me johnny and it was from the jump um i never chased after any of that like I would, there would be times when Jason would say to me, Holly, come on, you know, like, you know, do more for your, you know, build that name, build the ministry, build the brand, you know, understandably so. There is a side of that that needs to happen. But I have always been hesitant to do that because the Lord has always just provided at the perfect timing. And he has given me opportunities that, will would blow your mind and I could have never gotten on my own and and he's always said Holly just trust me I'll open the doors for you and and I think for years he was testing me if you will he was testing to see if this was about money for me he already knows the answers he knows us inside and out but for years I would not get anything I mean I do speaking engagements retreats three-day retreats I would get no money. And when I would get money, the Lord, I'd get, I'd finally get like a check for like $1,100, $1,500 for a full week or excuse me, full weekend of, um, of, uh, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of speaking. And that takes a lot of preparation and things like that. Um, I would get like a $1,500, which is low, 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 low. I mean, some of these people are charging $15,000. I'd get $1,500 and I'd be so excited. And the Lord go, go give it away. And I'd be like, no, Lord, I, no, this is like my first, like I am, I have worked you, for you for this long. Just give me a paycheck. And he's like, go give it away. So that's the differentiator. I would say the I've differenti- always felt yeah. different in that sense. So the differentiator is that, you know, you're not doing it for a financial gain or, you know, for, for a specific goal other than to just do it and speak the word and share. Correct. It's, it's my heart. It, it, it is my heart. And, and I am tried and tested and true in that I mean I've I've been now in the ministry the ministry's uh almost 10 years old and I you know I've been tried and true and and it's funny because I see I'm seeing the opportunities open up more I've been um, giving opportunities to write um uh I just sat down with a production company that um needs they're a Christian production company and they gave me an opportunity to write a children's book series where it will go to third world countries and I will also write a script for a cartoon so the kids who cannot read because there's a lot of that in third world countries they can't read they'll watch the cartoon and the ones that can read will um these will it'll, it'll be paid for by grants that's amazing and I you know that's always how I've been flowing with the Lord it's and he's always said trust me and there have been times when the Lord told me I was going to be writing a book years, years this is eight years ago. He was like, you're going to write a book. You're going to write books. And I'd be like, yeah, right. Because remember I was ADD and dyslexic and remember my spelling days. So I'm like, yeah, right. But I knew the Lord kept telling me over and over and over again, you're going to write, you're going to write. And so I, um, well, that's what's brought us here today. Yes, it is. What's brought us here. I've had opportunities come up where people have said, I'm sp- I feel that I'm supposed to collaborate with you. You're going to come and write Bible studies with me and da, 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 da. And I would get a check in my spirit. Cause I would think, you know, because of what God told me, you're going to write, I'd be like, oh, this is the opportunity. And I would get a check in my spirit and the Lord would go, no. this is not this, this person does not have good intentions. This is not, this is not safe. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd shut it down and people be like, you gave up that opportunity. And I'd like, yes, I did. Yeah. So he protects me. So I hear you talking about books and and that's kind of what's brought us here together. And that is the reason why we're here today. But I wanted to hear your story for myself. I wanted to share it for everybody else out there. And I know we're about to start doing this on a regular basis. Um, So maybe God had put me in here at the right time at the right place. I believe so. I do too. Uh, And I'm really excited about it and I'm thankful for the opportunity. Uh, But without talking about me anymore, Let's talk about books, why you're here, 
and what you're going to be doing. What is next for Holly Wright? So what is next is a book that has been implanted on my heart for the past two years. And um, years ago, two years ago, um, I was walking down the hall about to go teach a lesson, a Bible lesson. And an 85-year-old woman with a cane walks up to me. And she's got cataracts. And she grabs my hand. And she goes, the Lord has a word for you. Do you want it? And I said, yes. You know, and wow. I get goosebumps all over me. I just I got, got them. now, right? Yeah. And she says, it's time for you to write your book. And the Lord wants to give you a financial blessing. Now, Johnny, <laughs> you just heard my last story about saying, Lord, can I just get paid? <laughs> so she comes out of nowhere. Nowhere. I hadn't know. seen her before. Hadn't talked about your book. I knew her from classes. But you haven't talked to her about needing money for a book. No. You haven't talked to her about a book. No. You haven't told her you needed any words. No. She tells this to me, and I knew because remember, years ago, the Lord started telling me, you're going to write a book, you're going to write a book. And I was like, yeah, right, yeah, right. But I knew he would not stop. Three days, three days after this 85-year-old woman says this, I get a private message in my Facebook account from a woman that I met four years prior, Marielle was her name, at a church conference. And we only became friends through Facebook and never spoke after that, okay? She private messages me three days after uh, the 85-year-old woman, her, that woman's name is Miss D. She private messages me and says, Holly, I don't know if you are writing a book or if you have a book in you, but now is the time and you should go for it. Wow. Three days, the Lord confirmed. I was like, okay, it's time. Well, I slept on that. I drug my feet on that. I did everything I could because that's so typical of me. It's why the Lord started telling me eight years ago. Cause he's like, I know she's going to drag her feet on this. And that's what I did for two years. I dragged my foot on it, feet on it. But Things became so uncomfortable. Look, when the Lord gives you an assignment and it's a very clear assignment and you are disobedient, I hate using that word, but you disobey, you turn the other way, you say mm, later or mm, I don't know, or you start to turn the other way. It becomes like a Chinese water torture. I, people would walk up to me and be like, you know what you should do? You should write a book. And I'd be like, okay, stop Lord. The last time it happened, I mean, this went on for two years and it was starting to become very miserable. I started to become very miserable internally too. I feel like, felt like I didn't have any purpose. My speaking engagements dried up because remember I'm on his schedule. So he gave me all those speaking engagements. Well, they all dried up. And I said, what is going on? Book, book, book. What is going on? Book, book. So finally several months ago, I'd say maybe five months ago, I'm, I'm in my spin. I love Revolution Studio. I don't know if you know Revolution Studio, but I've it's a spin. Yes. And I love it. I will give a shout out to them. I love it in, in um, Sugarland. Sugarland. Town Center. Yep. Jen is my instructor. The only one I go to, I love her to death. But anyways, I'm in Jen's class and a guy who is just an acquaintance from spin. We see each other after we say, Hey, bye. Nice riding with you. And that's it. He comes up to me and he taps on my back and he says, hey, Holly, he goes, you know what you should do? You should write a book. And I'm like, that's it. Now, at this time, I am, I don't feel like I have purpose. I'm not working really. All of my speaking engagements dry up. I'm not counseling a lot. So I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I surrender God. So I go into my prayer room and I'm like, what does this book look like? What do you want? I mean, I'm literally like that with the Lord. I'm like, what do you want from me? I mean, like, what is this book about? And finally, he was waiting for me to ask. He wasn't going to tell me beforehand, but he finally gives me a download. And he says, I want you to, he goes, people don't know my character, Holly. They don't know who I am. They see me in a whole different light, a light that the world has tried to give them, but it's not me. I want you to be an investigative journalist. Two months prior to that, I told Jason, you know what I should have been? I should have been an investigative journalist because I was watching Dateline and I love that Keith Morrison guy who has that voice. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, I want to be that, you know? So the Lord used what I said. He goes, I want you to be an investigative journalist and I want you to go find miraculous stories, stories that will blow people away, stories that people who are not believers cannot argue against. People who have a near-death experience and go to heaven or hell, come back and explain it, where doctors say, he was absent from his body for, four, here's the medical records, 45 minutes. He, he had to be somewhere. He came back with a, a full-on story that completely is, is, is in the Bible. You know, um, angelic encounters, um, uh, you know, healings, you know, miraculous healings that uh, people, medical journalists and medical um, expertise cannot explain. They're like, sure. I can only call that a miracle. I can't even claim that myself. Do you know? There's actually a movement. God is, this is a movement. God works in movements and there is a movement right now of his miraculous stories being released into the, into the world. Okay. There are, uh, Hollywood has actually um, teamed up with Christian production companies and there are major box office hits that are telling these kinds of stories. Uh, breakthrough, Overcomer, um, um, uh, Is Heaven For Real, you know, 90 Minutes In Heaven. These, these unbelievable stories are getting into the box office. Hollywood is producing them and they are like blowing people away and it's causing people to come to the Lord because they see him on this huge, you know, big budget box office Hollywood hit. And that is what I am doing, but on such a smaller level, um, where I'm writing a, I'm writing a book where each chapter will, um, um, have a story and each chapter, the name, like, let's say you had that story, your chapter, let's say your chapter one, it would be the chapter's name would be Johnny. And it would be your story and I'll interview the people and I'll, I'll gather information and I'll, you know, and I need to make sure that these stories are true. So I'm going to do my research. And, um, so that's the book and I'm really excited. I don't have a name for the book at this point I'm that sure. will come. Yeah, I, I can yeah. only guess where you're going to get the name from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's absolutely amazing. So all these years of beating in your head that you're going to do a book. Yep. Everybody else asking you when your book's coming. Yep. God telling you to do the book. Yep. And you finally are doing your book. I'm finally doing it. And I've got a couple stories. I've already got a couple stories. And some of these stories, I, I, I'm like, because that's what I told her. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm kind of being a little, you know, bossy. I'm like, okay, all right. You're going to have to provide me with the stories because I don't know where I'm going to get these stories. So they just start showing up, you know, and I'm like, okay. And they're so cool. And I just can't wait for people to get a hold of this book. A, it's going to inflame their faith. I mean, it's going to cause them to be like, if they don't believe, they're going to be like, there's no other explanation. And it may cause them to be ready to receive, like we talked sure. about. Um, or the ones that are already in faith are going to get this and they're just going to be stirred and encouraged in everything absolutely. that they're doing. Well, and I think it's great. It's going to be a lot of great. You know, it's a way for people to share their story that wouldn't otherwise have a platform. Um, it, it's going to encourage others, uh, whether it's to have faith or to believe in the afterlife or to have the courage to want to come share their story. Yes. And let them know they're not alone. You're so speaking truth right now, Johnny, because the first story his name is Bob, and um, the first story, he has such an incredible story that actually, it's, it's, he, this happened in 1964, the story that is going to be in the book, and he, it caught on and was like wildfire, um, this miracle that took place, and towns upon towns upon towns, I mean, it just caught on and spread. What we'd call these days is going viral. It went viral before any of this. Before viral yes, was the word. It's so good. I love it. It went viral. And, but he, he was telling me, he's like, Holly, I, I mean, just, you don't understand how encouraged I am to be able to share this story again. It's kind of just, I don't share it. I, I, I haven't, it's been a long time. And, and I just, I finally get a place to be able to share the story again because it's burning inside of him to share. I mean, that's amazing. So you're absolutely right. It's giving people a platform and an opportunity that wouldn't necessarily have that. Absolutely. They hold it in for all their lives. Yeah. And so I think it's amazing what you're doing to give people this platform. Thank you. Um, the other thing you said is, you know, on a lot smaller scale than Hollywood. I think this has the potential to reach a wider audience. 
and a more receptive audience. Amen. Um, this is going to be a book, but I think it's also important to mention um, we're also going to share some of these stories um, in an audible format and video here on this podcast. Yes. You're actually talking about and haven't figured out all the details yet. I know you're still working through that yes. with God, but you're actually not only going to uh, make it a book, you're also going to do a, your own podcast Correct. for this and interview them live on your podcast Correct. and share that with the world, which is bigger. I mean, this is iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Amen. It's got the reach across. It's global. So, um, so it's bigger. You put me in my place earlier with religious. I'm putting you in your place with uh, Hollywood's bigger than you. I love I think and her name that, is Holly. So I think this is going to blow up bigger than any movie Hollywood could so produce. So what you're doing is you're speaking prophetically over me. That is what it's called in the Christian faith. You're I'm speaking, speaking prophetically over you. And punk. I receive that because uh, what you're saying is absolute truth. And I receive that over this book. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think this is going to actually, let me stop real quick. Er, tell people how they can get a hold of you. I'm going to put it at the, uh, in the comments at the bottom, at the end of the show. Um, but you are still currently looking for people that want to come share their story. I am. So if you're out there, wherever you consume this content, if you're listening on iTunes, Google play, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you're at out there, uh, and, and you know somebody that has a story. Actually, I'm going to let you take over. Yes, if you have a story, a miraculous story, even if you have this idea like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to share that story, that's probably the Lord pricking your heart to say, go to her website and, and submit your story. On my website, www.forthebrokenhearted.org. That's F-O-R, forthebrokenhearted.org. Org. On my homepage, you will find where you can submit your story. I've made it very easy so you don't have to go searching all throughout my website to try to figure out where to submit. It's going to be on the first page. And I need lots of details. So spend a good 20 minutes just writing down all of the details of your story. And I'm going to be prayerfully considering who will be um, um, in the book. And then, and then there will be certain people, um, a couple people that will come onto the podcast and, and I'll interview them, um, just to give a little tester and a little taste of what the book is going to be like. So please do that. If you even have the inkling and an idea, like, Oh, I feel like I'm supposed to do that. Do it, please. I would really, yeah. and it it. can't hurt to try You know, if you're not sure, submit it. It can't hurt. Yes. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is for thebrokenhearted.org. We'll have that in the comments. We'll put it across the screen. If you have a story you want to share, if you want to get in Holly's book, if you want to be on this podcast, please visit that page. Share it with somebody else that might have an amazing story, a miraculous story. And we'll definitely look into uh, y'all tuning in to what Holly has to bring in the future. I appreciate y'all tuning in today. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you got value out of this, if you want to share Holly's story or what she has, please leave a comment. Please share this. Leave a review. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. I'm Jonathan Wiseman. This is Holly Wright. And this is The Grit.